The Jimmy IV Sexy Cool Lounge is an inspirational podcast spreading positive energy and only good vibes into the universe through personal discovery, empowerment, and self-love awareness. Now, please join me in the Sexy Cool Lounge with our creator and host, Jimmy IV. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, wherever you might be listening to this episode. And may your vibe be cruising at an altitude that is so sexy cool. So, as always, if you are not flavored the Sexy Cool Lounge, right? I do advise that you go back and check out any episode in our catalog from 1 to 47, with this being episode number 48. Let me tell you, over the year, we have had some exciting guests, some inspiring episodes, some empowering episodes, all right? And I'm sure that there is something that will fuel your soul. You can check us out at www.sexycoollounge.com or on any of your podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, you name it, we're there. If you're on social media, check us out on Instagram at sexycoollounge. Give us a follow and we'll definitely follow you back, right? So I'm really, really, really happy today, guys. I mean, I try to always be happy. But today is just a really like happy day. I have a guest that I want to share with you. And it's been a minute for me to try to uh, work schedules to bring her on. But um, today is the day that the universe has uh, given me an opportunity to just like vibe with her in the sexy, cool lounge. And I hope that uh, you guys feel the same way, right? She is a singer. She's a songwriter. She is someone who has a very sultry vibe to her flavor of music. And she has an amazing story that goes along with what she's doing. So I want to bring her in and I want her to just like vibe with us. All right. And as we bring her in, she will, uh, Definitely share her story with us, okay? So without further ado, I want to bring in to the Sexy Cool Lounge for the very first time, Miss Elisa Gomez-Taylor. Elisa, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, Jimmy? <laughs> everything, is, everything is good, man. Thank you so much for um, giving me and the Sexy Cool Lounge some of your time. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here and to talk with you. I love what you're doing. Thank I you, man. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So before we get into anything and everything, all right, uh, there's always a standard question that I ask, which is, Elisa, what does sexy cool mean to you? Sexy cool means to me that it's something that people can gravitate to with ease. And I think it's something that people crave, sexy, cool vibes, because it feels good. And this is something that we need right now. And it's something that we should have on our shelf every single morning, afternoon, and evening to keep us calm, to keep us centered, to learn some lessons, which you do in your podcasts. And it's so professional. And you've centered it in a way where 
anybody can listen to it and vibe with it and to and anyone can understand what you're doing and can't help but to feel good about it. But certainly that was my experience listening to your podcast. So like, like I said, thank you for putting something like this together for the world. And I know how you were inspired about it. So, which is, you know, the legacy is absolutely amazing. So thank you. Well, thank you for that answer. You know, the beautiful thing about that question is I can ask it a million times around the world and I never get the same answer twice, which is why I asked the question to begin with, because it is all about the perspective of the person, which is what Sexy Cool Lounge is all about. It is you owning your unique authenticity as you go through your journey in life. And that's what we do here. And that's the type of vibe that we bring out. And um, I'm glad that you are a part of that vibe as we move forward. So thank you for your time and thank you for your answer to that question. So what I want to do is share with me some of your story. You know, how, how, how did you get into music? Give me a little bit about your background. Well, <clears throat> as a young person, um, I was listening in my home uh, to music as a, a tiny person, listening to a lot of jazz. And uh, my dad was the uh, jazz connoisseur, and he, as a hobby, played the upright bass. And he played in the Navy, the upright bass. And, uh, but he had this jazz salon where his buddies, you know, from all walks of life would come over to his den downstairs and listen to, you know, great jazz music. And they talk about audio, audio equipment and what's out and ideas about it. And um, I also had the exposure of my mom's music. My mom's from Guantanamo, Cuba. So I was listening also to Latin, big band, Latin music growing up, Ben Ray, so many people. And then my brothers had an R&B band. <laughs> and um, as a teenager, I would sing in high school with the bands, and we would do R&B music, Chaka Khan, Rita Franklin, Chicago, Doobie Brothers, uh, Bob Marley. We do all kinds of dance music, and um, I continued to to uh, play in my brother's band, and I took off to Hawaii, and I lived there for about six years. In Hawaii, I branched out doing more jazz and Latin jazz music. And uh, it was interesting that I was really familiar with the music because I heard a lot of jazz growing up every weekend. And all I had to do was refine it, make it my own. So listening to the Ella, listening to my favorite Sarah Vaughn, you know, uh, Anita O'Day, Billy Holiday, and, and the list goes on. And just how do I make it mine? Learn how they phrase. But once I learn how they phrase, then I can mix up my phrasing, so to speak, and make it my own. I started just branching out in music that I was already familiar with, and Latin jazz, Latin music, uh, R&B music. Um, that was just the makeup of how I grew up listening to this. And it was okay with me. Even though sometimes folks will say, oh, well, you should only do this, you should do that. It's like, well, I hear what you're saying, 
But if you want to sponsor all of that, <laughs> great, I can do that. But if it's me as an independent artist, I meet great producers, you know, that are doing different things. And if they reach out to me and say, hey, you know, Elisa, I'd like for you to try this. I'll take a listen and see, you know, from, you know, when I was young, even up until now, I'll take a listen and see if that music or that style vibes with me. As a youngster, um, I enjoyed the rehearsals we had, you know, my brother was, uh, he had a band and in his rehearsals, if one note was out of tune, he would stop. He was a perfectionist. So I learned, you know, by watching him, how he did things, how Billy did things. Um, It was like, you know, we've got to get it right. You know, if we were just going to do these little tours regionally in Ohio, we got to get it right. And I want it to be right on point. So that, that was a learning lesson for me. Okay. And it stuck with me. Um, and we, uh, we got along for the, for, for the most part. <laughs> in the studio. All I did was show up and did my part. You know? <laughs> Set the gigs. I'll show up. I'll do my part. Um, so growing up, it was okay. I think I was okay, even though that was the beginning part of the industry experience for me at that time. I had my brothers around me to protect me, okay, because they had friends, you know, who, you know, would eyeball me and so forth. And so they kept the gate up. And I was very fortunate to have that type of experience where um, they didn't allow anybody to take advantage of me. Okay. Uh, that built a lot of self-confidence, by the way, having three older brothers um, in general, um, because I was like the skinny little kid. And uh, you talk about bullying. I was bullied a lot for whatever reason, <laughs> just for walking in a room or just walking backwards. <laughs> so having three older brothers um, kind of trained me up on how to protect myself was really important really important in grade school, in high school, um, just to feel as confident as I could be. And if I needed to, you know, get some help or run away or whatever, (laughs) that's part of a childhood, right? (laughs) You know, so how is that important? It's important because it's about building confidence. And that's building that confidence for, for whatever career you're going to be in. But we're talking about the music industry where a lot of people will try to take advantage of you, take control right. over you. Yeah. And that's where it's so important for whether it's a young person or it's a mature person that's still struggling with that on how do you trust people? Um, if they promise you the world or whatever, do you really believe that? And is it more of show me something first? Okay, show me. Show me what you can do. Put a plan together and let's see how that follows versus just following them just to be disappointed. Now, I've had disappointments, of course, but I think it's important that as an artist, you focus on creating your art and you allow that art to be released to the universe. When you're done with it, let it go because if you hold on to your art and don't let the universe experience it and something happens to you, everything that you've worked on, no one will know anything about it. Mm. It's gone. Yeah. Absolutely gone. So, and it doesn't matter how long ago it was, you refresh it or if it's something you just want to release, just get it out there. 
always focus on getting back to what is my art? Right. You know, what does it mean to me and getting it out there? And, and that can actually translate over into other areas. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be the music industry. If you are uh, someone who loves to paint or if you're someone who loves to dance or, yeah. you know, if you have, you know, some, some passions that are, are more weekend based. I think what I'm hearing from you is whatever your passion is, you have got to work on your passion. But then when it gets to a point where you feel like it's there it, in whatever way releasing it to the universe is, you've got to get mm-hmm. it out. And whether that you do something like yeah. community wise on the weekends to get your art or passion out and so be it, but don't just hold it to yourself. If I'm hearing you correctly, it's like mm-hmm. you've got to share it with the universe and the world. Well, how many times have we heard, oh, I'm not quite done with it. I'm going to wait about a year to do it. And I encourage my friends, just my friends, I, no, you need to get it done now. Put a time limit on it. Get it done now and, and let it go because you're going to have more things to do. And as long as you're holding on to something right here and it's nagging at you to get it done, I know how that feels, then you're not going to be open to create something even more brilliant, something even better, bigger, more advanced, <laughs> something bigger. You can't do it when you have something here that you haven't finished. And if you're not passionate about it, then you just need to put it off to the side so that you can put your focus back on what is it that you really want to do and get it done. Something that you're more thrilled about, so to speak, that you enjoy. (laughs) So I've kind of heard you use this before, and I want you to touch on it with me and my listeners, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, what it means to live your dreams and also protecting your blessings. the reason I want to kind of segue into those two is because coming out of what you were just saying about some of the things that happens in the industry, but also, you know, staying focused on your passion. I think that's just a really nice way for me to, to help understand, you know, your energy about those two phrases. So can you just like deep dive with me on those two for a minute? Sure. Living your dreams. Let me quickly give you uh, two different concepts, mm-hmm. which kind of recent. One concept is an artist that is constantly gigging um, and traveling. They're not well known around the world, so to speak, a household name, but they love it so much. You know, they stay busy with it as much as they can. And, and they let the world know, hey, I have some new music. I'm working on this. I got a gig coming up. This is what the place looks like. It's beautiful. I'm so grateful. And then you have the other side that moans and groans about the business. Like, it's a tough business. You know, people are always trying to get at you and da 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 And they're trying their best to get their thing out, their music out their performances out, but they're holding something inside that is like this demon that everybody's out to get you. It's a nasty business. It's da, 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 da. Those are two different flavors here. I'd rather gravitate over here where it's light and fluffy and enjoy it because it's what I chose to do in my life. And I've always said, 
I want to enjoy the moments of it. I don't know exactly where it can take me. I can plan as much as I can. And some of the planning follows through and sometimes it doesn't. And there are disappointments. However, it really goes back to, do you love what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And when you're performing, are you doing your best? Is your audience enjoying them? Join themselves. <clears throat> and if they are and they're asking you all the time, hey, when you when you go performing again, you know, when can I come see you? That's a good sign. That's a really good sign. And also when you're when one is performing and their their audience, you can notice that they are enjoying themselves, even if they're talking and socializing, but they're really, you know, are at ease, they got a great vibe going on where they feel comfortable. I like that space. I mean, you know, I like performing, like to be on the bigger stages and so forth, but I've done some, but that creates an environment of love and joy and bringing people together. Even some of the folks don't even know each other, but they get to know each other in that type mm-hmm. of environment. It's yeah. very pleasant. If I can create something like that over and over and over again, that's a good space for me. I do. And what I mean by that, it's a good experience. Mm. That's a very good experience. I've been on festival stages, folks are rocking, having a great time. That's a good experience. I can't imagine being obsessed with saying how bad the industry can be and trying to hold that same love for my art. I can't hold both in that space. And plus, I feel much better if I have a good feeling about it. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it does. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you're true to your passion. And when you are that in tune with it, you can't ride the fence and you can't multitask two energies at once. It's either this side or it's that side. And you've made a choice. Exactly. The positive side. Because there's, so there's always going to be, right. There's always going to be the side of difficulty in the industry. And there's lots of stories, a lot, a lot of painful stories. Mm-hmm. And um, folks learn from it and continue to elevate as much as they can because they love the music. And some folks, I think, kind of hold it, you know, because, you know, sometimes they have bad experiences and it depends on how you process it and how you rise above it or stick with it, you know, keep it inside of you. So um, living the dream means I get to do what I love. No one is in my way saying you can't do it or, you know, you can't do it. You're not going to do it. And I'm not going to tell myself that. <laughs> so uh, it, I feel very fortunate. I feel blessed. And, and I think it's a privilege when you can perform in front of people, whether it's a small venue or a big venue. It's a privilege to do that. And I don't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. I don't. Well, definitely. Uh, we're going to be looking forward to hearing uh, some of your music and some good things that you got coming up. But mm-hmm. I want to ask you a question. So I saw a picture of you with the one and only Mr. <laughs> Quincy Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Only one. Mm-hmm. Jones. So <laughs> can, you, can you, can you share with us uh, the story behind that? I mean, you know, not not too many people have the opportunity to mm-hmm. be in the same room with the one and only Quincy Jones. So mm-hmm. what was that experience like? 
it, it I was I, I think I just kind of floated over to him. <laughs> I was just like on a cloud. I said, let me just float on over and just say hello. <laughs> um, it was at an industry event and um I had an opportunity just to walk over and, and, uh, and say hello, introduce myself, and uh, sit down and, and, and sit down next to him and talk. And um, he was just sharing some um, beautiful sentiments. You know, you know, if you're a singer, just keep doing what you're doing. You got to love it. You know, music is the heart of the world. I mean, he just had some beautiful things to say. And what's so cool is that he lived it even today. He lives and embodies music as a producer, as a musician, as a as an author, and et cetera, arranger. I mean, his music. One of his one of my favorite tunes he uh, uh, created is uh, "Secret Garden." I love that song, "Secret Garden." <laughs> it's amazing. And um, there's a song that he produced for Patty Austin mm-hmm. called. Um, Island. Mm-hmm. Have you, are you familiar with that song? I'm Island. Familiar, I'm familiar with the song and her. Uh, she is. Make believe in, land yeah, yeah. On a desert island. So um, that song was originally um, written by Yvonne Lenz. Yvonne Lenz is a legendary Brazilian musician, composer, writer, and I love him, Yvonne Lenz. And it. It was originally uh, in Portuguese, and the title was Como Sá de Novo. Como Sá de Novo. So the original version was a sad version, very sad song about, you know, the woman leaving the man, and he's just so sad. Well, Quincy, he uh, took the song and... Words came out really beautiful and happy, you know, <laughs> maybe you leave me landing on a desert island. <laughs> and um, Patty uh, put it out and she did a phenomenal job with mm-hmm. it and just made it kind of different. So um, I love that tune as well. He did a great job with it. Okay, so back to Quincy. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. It, it, was, it was a special it, it, moment. It was just a special to, moment. Yeah, it's amazing to get those uh you know, behind the scene stories and vibes when you can. So please, yeah, you know, don't be sorry. He's done so many amazing things. I'm I mean, sure. it's just, and he still does. And it's, that's why I, I'm just so enamored by him. I mean, I'm sure he's probably in the studio producing somebody right now <laughs> or some orchestration. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had a chance to meet a few times uh, Mr. P. Escalito and talk with him about music. I, I admire him a lot. And he's still, oh, well, he's still outperforming. I've seen him perform so many times and, and, and also outside of the U.S., you know, uh, in my travels. So uh, he's been absolutely amazing. I met Al Jarreau, um when I lived in Hawaii. He performed out there and I had a chance to talk with him before the show. And he was just bright and bubbly and... Uh, I just loved his energy. Oh my gosh. I always loved Altro anyway. I learned Mashkenada by listening to him. Okay. Because I loved his jazz version of it. Yeah. I love it. So that's one of my staple songs, Mashkenada. It's about nothing. Al Jarreau seems to just have like one of those 
voices and styles that is so unique. And like, no matter what he sings or what he's singing about, mm-hmm. it just comes across in such a way where you got to listen. And when I say listen, like you listen from the depths of your soul, listen, and not just listen with your ears. If that makes any mm-hmm. sense. It hits right here, it hits right here in the soul. <laughs> yeah, especially when he's scatting up and down and around the scales, and he puts words in and out of the phrasing. <laughs> yeah, I was on the edge of my seat when I was watching him. It was at the uh, the Maui um, uh, at their uh, center, their music center, and I was I had my hands on the seat in front of me. <laughs> He just had a five piece with him. And I was just enamored by uh, just listening to him, his music, his stories. So I was glad I had an opportunity to to chat with him for a moment. And he had a boot on his foot, too. But he took it off. He said he had injured his, his, you know, his leg. He had this big boot. He said, yeah, well, I'm going to take the boot off, you know, before I hit the stage. But he was sitting down most of the time, so you couldn't really tell what was going on. He made it happen regardless, you know. <laughs> he, he is a he is a true performer, okay? True performer. So share with me uh the Uplifting Minds Entertainment Conference that you've done some uh performances at. Talk to me about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. What is that about? Um Dr. Eunice Mosley created this organization, I think back in the 80s. And what she does basically, um, she showcases uh, artists um, that she also has a contest for other artists so they can display their talent and so forth. And then there's a panel of industry people, uh, A&R people that uh, can help put uh, packages together for you, uh, bring you into the studio, um, maybe uh, get you on air and so forth, that whole process for the winners. And but what's even more important when, have, when she has the panel discussion is that they talk about their experiences, such as how do you do what I do? How do you become an entertainment attorney? How do you become an A&R person? How do you become a publicist? Which I absolutely love. Because those are other special areas in the industry that um, a lot of people are interested in. But um, they're there to educate and also help to assist the winners um, with their career. In addition to that, the people that come there that participate, they also can meet these amazing people on the panel and talk to them about their careers, their ambitions, or just ask them questions. So it's a, a, a beautiful, safe place to do that. I was invited a few years ago before, maybe three years ago before COVID to showcase. And it was a beautiful experience. And I was asked to come back again, but this time it's on Zoom. Right. And that's yeah. totally fantastic. So I, I was very honored to be asked back. So that's coming up. Oh, my goodness. When is that coming up? I'm going to tell you before you tell me. <laughs> That's April uh, 16th. It's on a Saturday. And I think they st- it's between 1 and 3 o'clock. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll definitely make sure that we put that in the, uh, in the show notes. And uh, it'll also be up on the website. So if anybody wants to um, have a little bit more interest in that, um, we'll definitely make sure that they get that information out. So, so thank, thank you for you. sharing that. So 
let's talk about the new album and some of the songs that are uh, <laughs> on the new albums. I, I know you have uh, a new song that is out on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, why don't you talk to me about it? The name of the song is He's That Kind of Guy. So yeah. talk he's, to me about the new song. Sure, he's the kind of guy. The song was uh, written and produced by Chili Willie Groove. And uh, I've known Chili for about maybe four years. And he approached me years ago um, about doing some work with him. And, um, wow, it, it, can you imagine? About three years later, we got an album. <laughs> um, this album is, is dance-oriented. I would say probably adult contemporary, if you will. Mm-hmm. But um, it has flavors of heavy percussion, so it has that groove in there. It has uh, some Latin elements in there as Latin well. Funk. Latin funk, R&B. And honestly, Jimmy, this is really nothing, even though these are original songs, and all my songs are original. I have three albums now, and they're all original music. It's nothing new under the sun, that concept to mix these flavors. Everybody, a lot of people have done that. And they call it whatever they want to call it. But uh, to make it really simple, I'll just say adult contemporary, mm-hmm. sexy grown-up music, dance music. And um, so he's the kind of guy that particular song has a like a funky samba feel to it that it's mm-hmm. so it makes it so easy to groove to, you know. It's like he's the kind of guy that fills my soul with love. I mean, it's it's a happy song, it's a love song. You can sing it at a wedding. <laughs> It kind of reminds me of the um, Sergio Mendez, you know, Brazil. It has that kind of flavor and um, which is kind of similar to my Lava Man CD, which has that Brazilian undertone. My producer for that particular CD is Sandro Albert. He's from Sao Paulo, Brazil. So it has those elements in there. Back to um, he's the kind of guy. we're excited that, you know, it's, it's out. It's uh, being played on some radios right now. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of the songs are percussion. It's a heavy percussion. Can't you feel percussion? <laughs> Let it reach inside your soul. Get on the floor and dance now, baby. It's, it's just a fun dance tune. And I sing that with along with Sharon Marie Klein, a dear friend of mine, an amazing jazz singer. So she sings back up on there with me. Right. And uh, there's another song called On the Move and Flowers Today. Flowers Today, we're pitching that to uh, the flower company because it's like you get your flowers today, right? And flowers is really important around certain holidays. <laughs> so it kind of speaks to that. It kind of speaks to that. <laughs> Uh, and uh, but no matter what the mess messages uh, is in these songs, they're all good. They're all positive. It's dance oriented, where people can just groove and have a good time. So I was very happy to partner up and collaborate with Chili. He presented these songs to me and said, "Hey, can you put some lyrics on? And what do you think about this?" And we collaborated on that, and um, and we're we have a few more that we want to put on the album. Good deal. Yeah. Well, with your permission, um, I would like to just like flavor the the uh, the new song. You know, he's he's that. Absolutely. He's that Thank you. Uh, yeah, if you don't mind, I, if, I'll, I'll just play just a little. Bit. 
so, so everybody can kind of get the flavor of it and they can go out and listen to it. Um, I don't mind if you play my song. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's get a little bit of the flavor of it. He's the kind of guy that I've been looking for to brighten up my day. He's the kind of guy that always makes me smile. How could this be? I say, no way. I want to live my life more than a little while and give him all my love. I want to share with him all the beautiful things that were given from above. I stay with him as we grow and to live again. I love the things, oh yes, he does to me. That's why I simply say amen. But there's nothing in the world to compare to this feeling that's so true. Oh yes, God has given you all to me. This is why I do love you. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you. And also want to mention on there, uh, the engineer is Honoré, and Honoré also sings backup on that song. Oh, so you hear that, that male sexy voice, and got you wrapped around my finger. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Honoré. <laughs> so shout out, to, uh, shout out to your producer and to your engineer and uh, yes. your background. You're an amazing job on this song. Thank you. Um, I love it. And I am so thankful that I've had an opportunity to have you on to share it with my listening audience. And uh, we're going to definitely try to support and blow that song up. Uh, where can we find that song and the other songs from your catalog? Absolutely. You can find um, He's the Kind of Guy on Spotify. And you can find my music on. Uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. My name is Elisa Gomez Taylor. And if you pop up that name, Elisa Gomez Taylor, just type it in and put in SoundCloud, put in Spotify, put in um, any platform, you will find me, you will find my music. My website is elisagomeztaylor.com. I have my schedule on there for my performances and I also have some music on there and a little bit more information about who I am um, and some pictures of me in uh, some performance venues mm -hmm. so um, yeah you can always find me Lisa Gomez Taylor and I appreciate it. I really appreciate the support Jimmy that you're giving me here and also to the listeners thank you so much for tuning in and those who will be tuning in around the world in the future thank you so much look me up send me a note let me know what songs you like um i appreciate that absolutely and what we're going to do is uh all of your social media and musical links are going to be up on the website and they'll also be in the show notes attached to this episode so if you did not uh have a chance to catch what her information was right now don't worry about it guys uh, it will be in the show notes. It'll be up on the uh, sexycoolallowance.com website. But we're going to definitely follow her. We're going to give her love and support. 
we're gonna blow up her music because it is oh, so sexy cool and uh definitely anytime that you want to come back and share your vibe share mm-hmm. your music share your flavor of love with us you are more than welcome it ain't nothing thank but you. a thing and we're gonna make it happen so I want to thank you for coming into the Sexy Cool Lounge today and just giving us a chance to just soak up some of your flavor. Um, You are an amazing soul doing some amazing things. And if nothing can bring more positivity to this universe, uh, music can. And I'm so glad that you are a part of that music venture and that we've had a chance to share and experience your flavor of music. So I want to thank you for your time and thank you for your energy and, uh, you know, thank you continue blessings to you. Many blessings to you. I mean, you've created a world-class platform for the world and it's so positive. It's beautiful. And you, you nailed it. It's sexy and it's cool. It's yummy. It's delicious. <laughs> and that's what we want, doggone it, for the rest of our lives. We want that. Are you, that, guys, that hearing, are you guys hearing what she's saying, y'all? You know, that's what we but do. It's around true, here. man. I mean, we need something <laughs> like this. We need it. And like I said, I listen to your episodes. You got lessons in there. You have beautiful music in there. And you are walking your talk and that's what this life is about walking your talk absolutely and mm-hmm. and on that note guys walking your talk what do i say to you guys all the time at the end of an episode love yourself enough to radiate your vibe love yourself enough to radiate your vibe mm-hmm. and let's never forget right even though we do not have as much as others we still have more than others Mm-hmm. So let's continue to put good vibes into this universe so we can always get good vibes back. I'm Jimmy IV. I love you guys, and I will see you on the next episode.